0: Um, if you don't know, my name's Elisa, I'm one of the pastors here, and it's my privilege to bring you the message today. Um, start with a little story about me. Um, if you don't know, you probably don't, I don't share it very often, my family's Scottish. My, my, my parents are Scottish, or my dad's Scottish. Uh, my maiden name is Mick Skimming, very Scottish. Um... And we're just not like Scottish. We're like Scottish. Um, I'm going to stand up. When, uh, (laughs) funny story, when Brent first met the family, um, he couldn't actually understand their accents. So he was, they were talking away and talking away and he's like, yep, yep, yep. And they turned around and went, okay, like waiting for a respond. Were you going to respond to the question? And he's just like, yep, yep, yep because he could not understand a word they said. Get a bit of scotch into them, and it goes up a higher level. It is super. My Uncle Sammy is, yeah, you cannot understand a word that he says. And one thing with us being Scottish is our family is um, Protestant. So we are on the Protestant side of the fence. Um, We are... Oh, I totally lost the name of the... Rangers all the way we are. I don't know if anyone knows Scottish football. Um, You have Rangers and you have Celtic. If you are Celtic, you are Catholic. If you are Rangers, you are Protestant. There is no in-between. And it's interesting, we... um, My auntie... So we grew up... My my dad grew up in a Protestant um, family. They came out here to Australia and they settled here. Um, a few of my aunties who are older than my dad would go back to Scotland. One of them went back and sent a letter to my granddad and my grandma and said, I have met a lovely boy. I really, really like him. He is Catholic. As that happened, a letter went back by mail saying, you do not go near that Catholic boy. Another letter came back from... Scotland saying we're engaged. So growing up in my family we actually didn't talk about religion at all because there was one family that were very, very Catholic and then there was my grandma and my granddad who passed away when I was very young but they were Protestant. We still went to um, the many christenings and the many First Communions, Holy Communions, big thing and we just sat there and did that but we still went along with them but it was one thing that we never did in our family is we never talked about religion until my cousin's girlfriend came along my cousin's girlfriend is an atheist she is the biggest atheist I have ever experienced She will post every little thing that she can find on Facebook about how God has made every, you know, the church, how bad the church is. If the church wasn't around, then there'd be no war, all that kind of stuff. And having to go and listen to that and see that, I kind of nearly unfriended her, but I really didn't want to because she's family. And then I got a job as a pastor, and that was awesome. (laughs) Christmas dinner was great. Um, Yes, we believe in Jesus Christ and we believe that He died for us and He, you know, was born on Christmas. And no, we just celebrate Christmas. That was quite fun. And I really kind of had to put that to God and go, you know, Lord, what can I do? I can't do anything. She has it so stuck in her mind there is no God, that there is nothing outside of this earth. She does not want to have a bar of church. She does not want to have a bar of religion. What am I supposed to do? There's nothing. I went, she's gone for, can't do anything. I'm really, really sorry. And I kind of had to really think about that and go, I don't really want to leave it there, but what could I do? There was nothing I could do. I wasn't going to start posting Christian to, you know, backers up and post stuff. That just wasn't, I wasn't going to do that. Wasn't going to do that. But what was I going to do? And I suppose sometimes that we have the same kind of situations in our lives where we have to deal with family members or friends or, or people that don't believe in Christ or don't believe that what we believe. We have people in our lives that have um, no religion, no, no belief at all. We have people in our lives that may have strayed from church churches. Um, something bad may have happened to them at church. They don't really want to know what's going on at church. And sometimes we have people that we pray for on a daily basis, but we see nothing happen. We want them to be, we remember what they were doing beforehand and how they were coming to church and enjoying it, but they're not here anymore and we don't know what to do. And I know there's some people here a year ago that they wouldn't ever imagine that they were sitting. I'm going to take a drink. They wouldn't even imagine they'd be sitting here in a Robert church right now. And myself, gosh, asked me six years ago, I would never, ever, ever have said I would have been up here speaking, never in a million years. It was nothing, nothing that I was thinking of. But something in my life told me that I was missing something. There was something in my life that I knew was different. There was something that I needed. There was something that our life as, and family it wasn't fulfilling what I needed. I needed something. I didn't know what it was, but I needed something, so I went searching for it. And sometimes you might be searching for something right now. And what I found was that God was working on my heart. He was silently whispering to me in my prayers at night. And he was silently speaking to me when I didn't realise that he was speaking to me. That he wanted a relationship with me. That he wanted to... Me to be a better person than I was doing. He wanted me to have a purpose. See, He had a purpose for me. And He wanted me to find Him again. And what I want to put to you tonight if I am worth God speaking to me and asking me and calling me, and if you guys sitting here right here tonight are worth God speaking to you and putting stuff on your heart, then isn't the people that we've been praying about, isn't the people that we've been longing to come back to church, isn't he doing the same thing to them? I'm going to bring up the Bible verse and we're going to have a quick look at that. So we've been going through Acts and in this chapter we're going to go Acts 10, 1, to 8 if you're playing on your phones or not. at Oh, I can't remember. Caesarea, Caesarea. There was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those he needed and prayed to God regularly. One day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who said, "Come to him, come to him, and say, Cornelius." Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord, he asked. The angel answered, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come as a memorial offering before God. Now send me to Joppa Joppa, to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter, who is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. Then the angel who spoke to him was gone. Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. Okay. Cornelius was a Gentile. He was part of the Italian regiment and he, he, but he loved God. He lived a Christian lifestyle. He prayed. He gave to the poor. He gave up offerings and God saw this and took it as an offering to him. Just because Cornelius wasn't an Israelite, it doesn't mean God wasn't at work in his heart. God spoke to him and he instructed him to go and get Peter. Now, what happens when he goes and gets Peter? We'll speak about that next week with Nathan. Nathan brings the word. Back in those times... um, it wasn't really known that God would speak to Gentiles, it was kind of like he would speak to the Israelites and go and and send them and and the um, apostles were going out and working mainly with with the Israelites and it really wasn't known that he would speak to the Gentiles or that he would go and do work in their heart but in this Bible verse clearly God was at work in his heart he was praying to God he was offering God and God saw that and he took it as something for him now we need to from this verse we need to expect God is doing work in everybody he clearly proves this um, with Cornelius when he says go and get Peter he speaks to him he comes to him in a dream He wants to have a relationship with Cornelius and he wants to have a relationship with every single person that is on this earth. One of my favourite verses of all times, Psalms 139, hands down. And in it it says, God made us, he created us, he knows us and every day, every single day of our life is written in his book. Then why wouldn't he be doing something to get to know you more? For you to know him more, sorry. He wants a relationship with everyone. He's not gonna go write a person off, they're just too far gone. God's not gonna go, yep, too far gone. I'm not gonna bother. He made us, He created us, He loves us. He wants to have a relationship with everyone, and we need to expect that everyone is to have someone, every, sorry. He is working in everybody's heart. You may not see it. You may not realise it. But he's working on everybody. He's working on my cousin's girlfriend very, very slightly. But I'm praying for it. So what do we need to do? What do we need to do? We can't just leave this all to God. It's not something that we can go, God, your job. You're going to work on that person's heart. There you go. It's yours to work on. Keep going. What do we need as a church and as Christians to continually do to help this along? Well, I created my own ABCDs. We need to, number one, assume God is at work. We need to put our. When we. We need to look at people and we need to not judge them because when we judge them we put ourselves in the position of God we don't know what is happening in their life we do not know what the situation they are going through right now we don't know but we need to assume that God is doing something in their life at that very moment it might not be the biggest of things but it may be that tiny mustard seed that's growing we need to bless what God is doing We're reading a story at the moment, um, a book as staff and as as counsel as well about blessing. I never really looked at blessing that much. I um, not looked at blessing, but I never really... I offered to pray for people. But in this story, we were talking about how people will be more willing to have a blessing than a prayer for them. If you are speaking to someone who's not really... All that, you know, not too sure on the whole Christianity thing. If you offer to bless that person, that's probably going to do more for them than if you actually pray for them. We need to also ask how God wants us to bless this person. Not just stepping out and going, alright, I'm just going to bless this person. Really take a deep think about how and prayer about how we should bless this person. My C is cultivate an attitude of prayer. We need to ask God to show us people he is working on at this point of time. How can we know who to pray for and how to bless people when we don't know who he's working on? Ask him to point them out in your daily life when you're at work. Lord, who are you speaking to right now? Who can I help along the Christian way? Pray for what God will continue to work on these people you know. I continually pray for my cousin's girlfriend. When I see stuff pop up on Facebook that I just think, oh gosh, that's just not really that good. I pray for her in that instance. And it's actually really interesting in the last six months, I haven't seen a thing, not one thing, which is pretty cool and we need to develop eyes to see what God is doing in people's life. Sorry. We need to be able to, as I was going to say praying about that but also seeing asking who he's working on to be able to our daily life and go about and see who's struggling, who needs a prayer, who needs a blessing. Because when we take on an attitude that God is constantly working on people, could you imagine how great our church would be? I didn't really want to do this, but I'm going to, and I'm really, really sorry. Um, because they're here tonight; they weren't. I didn't know they were going to be here <laughs> until on Wednesday. Um, we started. When I started this position as Families connections pastor a year and a half ago, we were meeting with um, I'd just come out to play group, and I would, hi, how are you going? Have a coffee, you know what's been going on in life and that kind of stuff and trying to build some relationships with people. and, and that was part of my job. And I got to meet some mums that were pretty, pretty cool and we started talking and one of the mums asked Amy for prayer because I'm going to cry because I always cry. Um, one, asked one of the mums for prayer, sorry asked Amy for prayer because I won't go into too much detail and Amy prayed for, prayed for her and then Amy and I decided that we'd start a Bible group together and we so she would lead it. I'd be there if she needed and I could help watch the kids and we started with this family, a few girls, and we were going through the Bible and, and that. And in conversation with one of the mums, she said that she was really interested in coming to church but she didn't know what the family was going to take her and how they were going to come and she was pretty sure that it was going to be just the two of them, her and her child we're going to come along so we prayed and Amy prayed for her and they spoke to her and 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 prayed over the blessing of the household and, and prayed about her husband and and you know that he would open up his heart to God and then They started asking questions and we gave them a Bible and we gave them a children's Bible and you can read that to your child and all this kind of stuff happening and and stuff that was coming back on a weekly basis was just amazing. You don't understand, the people that I'm talking about, how happy we were for you. Well, Amy and I would do little happy dances like you'd tell us something and we'd go back, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, so good. And then a few months ago, the whole family rocked up to church Just because we were praying for her and we were watching God do something in their hearts and in their lives. And during a conversation that I was having with her and another girl that we're working on, um, another one pops up and goes, I think I might want to get baptised one day. And blew me for an absolute six. Like, you don't understand how much I got blown I walked into the office of Barry and I'm like, oh my gosh, that just happened. Because I wasn't opening my eyes to what God was doing with those girls. I wasn't opening my eyes to see how God was moving in their life. I was concentrating on just the tiny little speck of a few people and I wasn't concentrating on what God was doing in all the females and all the parents that were there. And when I did that, when I opened up and I expected God to be working in all those families' lives, we've seen some amazing things. We've seen another family come to church, the whole family. We've seen another family that is was really quiet, wouldn't talk to us much about it, really opening up to us about it and came to the family fun night. We have seen these families bring along people, which is just amazing. And that's exactly what we want for our church. That's exactly what we want for our church in Australia, for the world. We want people to come to Christ. We want people to open up their hearts and let God do a work to them. And that's what we need to do. We need to assume God is at work. We need to assume that God is at work at every single person, every single person that we have a conversation with at the checkout, at the, you know, anywhere we go. We need to assume that God is doing something in their life right now. And it may be not really massive that they turn around and go, I'm thinking about getting baptised. But it might be that tiny little thing that you can actually go, hey, we have a church service at 6 p.m. It's pretty cool if you want to come along and join us. We need to bless what God is doing in, right then in their life. I bless these girls on a daily basis when I'm sitting in prayer. And I bless that what God's happening in their life and what's happening in their heart will be contagious and continue to reach out to other people that are happening at playgroup and also like in the wider community. We need to cultivate an attitude of prayer because that's not what I was doing when I first started this job and I realised that that is something that I desperately need to do on a daily basis and it's something that you need to do on a daily basis if you want people in your life to come to Christ, to find Christ again, to connect back with Christ. Cultivate an attitude of prayer. God, touch their lives, touch their heart Touch them in a way that they've never been touched before. We need to develop eyes to see what God is doing right now in this moment of time. Because I could have easily missed that thing. It could have been a side comment that I wasn't even paying attention to. But I am so glad because she is sitting here today. So that's my ABCs. It's pretty simple And it's something that I think we can do on a daily basis. And it's something that we can do with our work friends, our family, our loved ones even. So I'm going to ask the band to come up. And I'm going to ask you guys to stand and I'm going to ask you if you would like to, let's pray for people that are on our heart. Let's pray for people that have... Maybe you think have lost their way. Let's pray for people that you think God needs to be working on their heart more for. And let's pray for people that we want to see come for Christ. So if you feel comfortable and if you want to, let's put out our hands. If you would like to see someone. Heavenly Father, we give you praise. It's so easy for us here to come here on a weekly night, on a Sunday night, We sing worship songs to you. We listen to your word and your message, Lord, because you are already in our heart. You speak to us in our songs, in our worship, in our daily life. But Lord, we know there are people that are far from you. There are people that are so far that, Lord, we don't know how you can do a work with them. But Lord, if you leave the 99 to go rescue that one, Lord, you know, we know that you will do it for the person that is on our heart right now, Lord. Lord, we bring that person that's in our heart to you now, Lord. We hold their their name high. Lord, we ask for you to do incredible work in their heart, that you just speak to them in their dreams in their daily life, when they sit there in silence, when they sit there on Facebook, when they sit there, whatever they were doing, Lord, we speak to them. Make it clear that it is you. Because, Lord, we know that you want to have a relationship with them. We know that you love them so much that you call them here, Lord, because they are your children. Lord, we lift up those names, whoever they may be, Lord. We ask for you to speak to them, to bless them, and to call them home, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please stay standing. We're going to finish off again with another in the fire.